there and welcome back to Don't Open That Door. Today is another one of our bonus episodes as part of our Halloween content. We're rolling out like a pumpkin rolling down a hill to you, our listeners, our supporters. Aww. Big up yourselves. Big up yourselves. But what's the topic for today? I, I can't find my notes. Dan, what is today's topic? What are we talking about face to face? Well, uh, camera to camera, we are talking about... <laughs> Uh, starter guide to horror. So if you're just kind of getting into horror, these are some of maybe our recommendations. And if you don't follow what we suggest, then you're going to have a horrible time in horror. Oh, more like a, have a horrible, horrible time. We're all awful human beings for that. <laughs> but we're all on the same page and that's what counts. And, you know, I feel like we have a decent collection here because I've been into horror since forever. You know, Dan's kind of like, uh, you know, he's been into horror a middle bit. Dan's seen horror over the years. And Nico, you're still, you have achieved, you know, eons of knowledge in a small amount of time. You know, it's still a relative drop in the bucket to some folks. So let's start out with the milestones. You know, these are the real big boys in, you know, whatever else of the horror genre. So, Nico, I'm calling on you. You didn't raise your hand, but I'm calling on you anyways. To you, what's one of the milestones you recommend to the audience? Just a big one that you feel like if you're into horror, you should probably see this just to know. So I am going to, the surprise of probably nobody, recommends that anyone who hasn't already checked it out to check out Alien. Mm. It is a tour de force of cinema and one of the, I think, cultural milestones of just film, period. And when you think about the advancement of science fiction in the past, you know, 40 plus years or so. Right. More than that now, actually, man. Huh. Anyway, um, don't mind me uh, getting lost in the sauce just thinking about how good Alien is again. But yeah, man, it's just such a fucking good film. And I was rewatching it the other day and it is shocking how well it holds up. So we're trying not to give too much spoilers here as this is kind of intended for people who haven't seen it yet. But what about Alien would you say is kind of the number one thing that keeps you coming back? Man, it's got to be the atmosphere mm. and the tension that comes up between the crewmates as everything just keeps getting more and more regressively fucked. Like, combining that with what I think is just brilliant design, the xenomorphs and how it goes about stalking the crewmates on the Nostromo, it's a wild time. Hey, listen. You already know, we reviewed it. We gave it the golden seal. We all like it. So definitely, definitely check that one out. Now, Dan, I see you in the back of the classroom, Dan. You're trying to be cool. I was trying to be. But are you too cool for school? No, definitely not. Fair enough. So, although you were back in the day, right? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. But now, real talk, what's your big one? What's your milestone that you recommend? Hey, you got to watch it. I would say jaws why is that i think kind of similar to what nico was saying with alien i mean i think it's one of the classic movies it's got fantastic writing it's i mean the shark i mean jaws itself is really well done it holds up it's what 50 40 40 years old something like that somewhere in that ballpark and it really really holds up and i i was shocked at how much i liked it when i watched it i'd seen mm -hmm. bits and pieces but i hadn't ever watched it front to back and it was fantastic movie what about you jess well for me and this is probably going to be not to the surprise of anyone on the pod but listeners will know 
that we have not reviewed this movie yet on the podcast. I've been trying to get Nico on this. Oh no, what movie is this, Justin? Oh, I have no idea what he's going to say. So this is going to be John Carpenter's The Thing. And Oh, he said The Thing! Of course, I recommend this because much like what Nico and Dan have said, I view this movie to be masterful in what it does. I think that it really enforces that feeling of isolation where you just have this outpost that is besieged, but it's under siege from within, which that's deep, bro. That's real deep. And all those crew members like McCready and all of them, they're really posting up in the outpost. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I will also say. And Post Malone's there, too. <laughs> Yo, what if though? <laughs> <laughs> like they just open a door and like it's Post Malone. It's like I don't know if this is like the alien or if this is really Post Malone. <laughs> the alien is Post Malone. <laughs> he did escape, bastard. <laughs> but no, but no. So I will say the thing that keeps me coming back is, in particular, the thing has kind of a mystery going on within it a little bit. And there's no clear and direct answer at the end. The ending is a little open-ended as it was. So I can watch that movie and I can say, I think for sure this is what happened. And then I can watch that movie another time and say, nah, you know what? I think for sure this is something else that happened. So I think that's fair. I really like it. Now, one last thing, because we were kind of not mentioning anything in the slasher genre, but... I'll go ahead and say Halloween, which is another John Carpenter one, but I think it's definitely a go-to movie, particularly if you're in, you know, aficionado of the slasher genre. Do these have to be like big movies or like classics that we're talking about right now or? Yeah, we're talking Stone Cold classics right now, just the classics. Okay, okay. I would say Nightmare on Elm Street. That's another one. And not just because of its like franchise necessarily, but I don't even want to say special effects because there weren't really special effects, but the, the cinematography and the things that they did in that movie had implications for future movies. I mean, I've seen music videos and things that use the hands through the yeah through the sheet wall kind of thing. And I mean, like that scene, and there's like several others, the blood explosion scene, things like that. I mean, those are still, people still echo that to this day, pay homage to that. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, Nico, I want to turn to you here, and we're going to kind of change it up a little bit now. So let's say you have specific interests, right? So I'm going to pick on you here first. So we already kind of hit the, you know, the big one in sci-fi, which is obviously Alien. For sure. Can you think of, you know, let's say someone's really interested in sci-fi. Can you think of any other movies you might recommend them? This is the thing. I would recommend Event Horizon if they've got, you know, an appetite for some gore mm. and maybe want a lesser known kind of like cult classic. If we're talking more recent stuff, and I know I'm going to get this mixed up with the other one, but is it Underwater? Yep. With yeah. Kristen Stewart? Yeah, yeah. Definitely both of those are A+. plus. Nice, 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 nice. Dan, I'm going to give you your pick of the litter here. So if someone's into like mystery or thriller stuff, what is something you'd recommend? Mystery thriller? I, well, I mean, those are two very different kind of movies. True, 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 true. So I'm saying you get to pick which one, you know what I mean? Oh, oh I see, I see. 
I think... I did too. You do too. True. I guess thriller side of things, this isn't like a straight thriller or anything, but mm-hmm. I would do like Train to Busan. Oh. That has mm-hmm. a little bit more, again, it's not thriller, but it kind of leans into that more like action-y kind of more fast-paced yeah. kind of moments and things. For sure. Like a train, if you will. <laughs> they, go, they speed in. Hey. Gotta go fast. No brakes. Mystery. I don't know. I would say the ring. That's a fair point. That is oh, a mystery. Yeah. That is a mystery. Now, are you talking the ring or Ringu? Do you have a preference? Both. I really liked both. I prefer yeah. the Japanese Ringu just because I that was, you know, like we've been saying on these other classics, kind of just a touchstone moment in the genre. Yeah. I want to throw one out for sci-fi, too, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah is annihilation Ooh. um oh that's yeah. a good like sci-fi-ish one and it, funnily enough i funny enough funnily enough i watched that one three or four years ago and before the podcast started right and i recommended i was talking to my brother about it and he was not into horror he had seen maybe a small few horror movies throughout his day but not really and that was one of the first handful of ones that he had seen and really really enjoyed it now he's watching a bunch of horror movies and shit kind of uh, case in point i think that's a good sort of hey you like sci-fi starter horror yeah i already recommended somebody not into horror and loved it you know so Mm -hmm. that's awesome now i'll go ahead and i'll tackle slashers and you know kind of like drama prestige type situation so do it as far as a slasher goes, man, there are a ton. And, you know, we probably were a little remiss, and there's no way we could name every single movie. Friday the 13th is a pretty big one as well in the slasher genre. But I'm actually going to go ahead and take one that, you know, kind of flips horror on its head a little bit. And I'll say Scream. Yeah. Because mm. Scream is a movie that effectively takes a lot of tropes and twists them. And I love that about that movie. So that's something that I would always recommend. Now, if you are a listener of the pod, you know that a lot of prestige horror, which is essentially, if you're unfamiliar with the term, it is a heavy helping of drama heaped into or mixed in with horror. Movies that follow this are, for example, Hereditary or, you know, like The Babadook. Yeah, totally. Now, What I'm going to recommend is my favorite of the movies out of the prestige horror genre, which is going to be Midsummer. I say this because I think Midsummer is one of the more accessible ones. Which is a wild thing to say. Because the story it tells is one that you can relate to on a personal level. People can relate to loss or sorrow and Mm. just it goes down such a wild turn that by the time you get to the end of it, I mean, I literally, this is way before the pot ever started. I watched Midsummer, and I just, I remember I wrote Nico like a fucking thesis on G chat when he was like, what did you like about Midsummer?" And I was like, in my opening statement, I do declare <laughs> just like in this essay, I will. <laughs> so, and I had this man with the fucking abstract and everything before it even started. So that's what I would recommend there for sure. Now, I want to ask the room real quick, because obviously, you know, we're all friends and whatnot. What do you think the difference is 
because sometimes people like to watch horror with friends. Like, you know, we're going to get the chance to, but sometimes you got to watch it alone. What would you say are the perks or not perks, I guess, of both? And do you have a preference? So I think one particular subgenre is really suited towards actually having folks in the room just mm -hmm. like cracking up along with you and i would say that's horror comedy mm. i think if you particularly the subgenre of like so bad it's good right. that can be occasionally a little underwhelming if you're watching by yourself but if there is something like you know troll 2 on and we've got just motherfuckers cracking wise every three minutes it's going to be a great time and that's i mean i have it's hard to say which I prefer because they're like fundamentally different experiences for me to think about. Like I'm imagining myself, you know, like the first time I like used it, watched Midsummer versus when we watched Aquarium of the Damned, both, you know, like great experiences, but like, I can't imagine a more apples to cactus. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. I think, they're two very different viewing experiences right. on one side with people. You get a little more humor, but I guess that's more for the humorous movies, but also having somebody there with you to me kind of breaks out of the, it pulls you out of the movie a little bit. It does. So watching them by yourself, I'm not gonna say it's better or anything, but I think you can get more immersed. I mean, I remember first time I watched Annihilation, it was like, two or three a.m. and near the end when there's that sort of like trance scene like i was literally like in a trance watching this yes. movie yeah or the conjuring part of the reason why that movie scares the shit out of me i watched it by myself home alone in a new city i had just moved to and like yo it was fucking terrifying and you know if i was watching that with somebody else i would feel a little bit more camaraderie a little bit more like oh hey somebody is here with me yeah. it's mm -hmm. okay you know like that's just not going to happen. But when you're alone, it gets a little spookier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this too. Like, so in terms of watching it with a friend, for a thousand percent sure, to me, that is the best way to watch a horror comedy is with your friends, like without the shadow of a doubt. I remember a long time ago now, Dan sat me down on a couch and he was like, bro, I'm going to show you Troll 2. And I remember I literally laughed so goddamn hard at that movie. I could not get over it. You fell off the couch. I did. I fell off the couch. <laughs> and to this day, I remember, like, even when I watch it by myself, like when, you know, I've seen it, like, once by myself, I just, like, still have those really positive memories of, like, watching it with people. I also agree with what you're saying, Dan, that, like, immersion is much better when you're by yourself. I've said it before, and I think we've all kind of said it a little bit, but if you're sitting there with like a dark ass room with fucking headphones on, mm -hmm. that's how you get the shit scared out of you with some of yep. the stuff that goes on. All that being said, one of my favorite horror kind of viewing experiences though was again with friends. Dan and I were uh, with our friend L and we were watching The Conjuring 2 and <laughs> At the end of The Conjuring 2, there's like the quote-unquote real tapes. Yo, L started freaking the fuck out, bro. He was 
Bugging. No way. Yo, he was like, no, no, no. No, no. Like, he was, yo, I was <laughs> dying. Like, that part, the end of, like, the credits. <laughs> yeah, the credits. scarier than the whole movie for him. He was, like, <laughs> flipping the fuck out. <laughs> so. Damn. That's definitely something. But I do agree. I do agree. Well, I think we've given, you know, listeners, especially newer listeners, a decent insight into what they should check out. You know what I mean? If they've started into horror. All that being said, though, I'm sure that we all have movies, particularly the three of us, that are near and dear. You know what I mean? Maybe stuff that's not a milestone or maybe something we didn't mention for some of our genre recommendations. If you could give somebody just one movie, not counting any of the ones we've spoken on already, that is really near and dear to your heart, what is it? Why would you recommend it to you know a newer watcher? Can I give two? Can I cheat? Yes, you can cheat. Okay, I was going to cheat too, so go ahead. The one that's near and dear to my heart is The Void. Oh! I, ah, teeth! Ah. Teeth! Your teeth, my ting! <laughs> that movie just, it got me, man. It's such a cool experience. And I don't know, the last like half hour or so, I was just sitting there like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Like, this shit is <laughs> wild, and I fucking love it. It looks awesome. And I think that's just a really great just experience to watch. Then my second one isn't necessarily dear to my heart, but I think it's a great sort of intro to horror is Stranger Things. Mm. It's got sort of that, you know, spooky, sometimes a little scary, but like not scare the shit out of you kind of. Yeah. But it's still got like a lot of other genres mixed in. And I think it's a very easy to watch and accessible show. Nico, I need to think of a new movie since Dan is a vicious thief. Uh -huh. It's okay, I got you. And if I end up taking your other one, I'm going to laugh real fucking hard. I'm going to start off with Candyman, the 2021 Ooh. version, which I think Nia DaCosta is absolutely going to be one of the for sure big hitters of horror this decade if she continues down the path that she's sort of like set for herself. It was a very poignant film considering when it came out and how very just viscerally raw it is with a lot of the themes. But it was also just, you know, as a horror movie, like there were some scenes in there. Yo, when she was being girls being dragged across the window, that was just and they were zooming out. Ah, oh, God, that that got me. The other one I'm going to recommend is Perfect Blue. Mm. that is that was one for the mystery genre for sure yeah yeah so that's from satoshi khan may he rest in peace and it is one of the most inviting and creative sort of combinations of mystery and horror with the multiple versions of the protagonists that keep popping up and it's it's just a wild fucking ride that one made me feel like uncomfortable too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to say in a good way, but like. It made you feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they did a really good job of making me feel. Yeah. Like that's one where after you're done watching, it kind of sits with you for a little bit. First off, you're definitely right. Cause we all talked about it, had a little counseling session afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. For me, I just want to say real quick, a lot of the ones that I truly love have kind of already been brought up, especially, like Dan said, The Void. Ironically, that was one that we watched together for yeah. the first time and still fucked us up. I, I never forget we 
finished the movie at like one o'clock or yeah. some shit. <laughs> and we had grilled dinner outside and we had yeah. left like the grill like you know to burn down or whatever so we finished the movie we walked outside and our neighbor had some shit like guarding shit out yeah. there and there was the fucking black triangle symbol and we were like fuck no hell no we went back inside we'll do this in the morning so that's one annihilation is one of those that is just so fucking beautiful to me but since we all did kind of two, I'm going to do two as well. Go for it. So first one is going to be In the Mouth of Madness. Okay. Now, mm. this is a really good introduction to the kind of cosmic horror Lovecraftian genre. And it is really mind-bending. And the reason why I like it so much is being experienced in the horror genre does not make you any more prepared for this movie. True. It really doesn't. Like, you just, you're there, you're in for the ride. We're all at the same starting point. So that's one I definitely love and I definitely can recommend it. Another one that I recommend is Color Out of Space, the one with Nick Cage. Mm. And the reason why I recommend that movie is first off, it's really good. Like, it's really good. The second reason is probably some sentimental type joint, but. When we started this podcast, you know, we're heading into our third year now. Yeah. When we started the podcast, we had the idea for it and everything else like that. And then a couple episodes in, the pandemic hit. And I didn't get to see Nico and Dan in person for a while. And the last kind of memory I had of like hanging out with Nico was he had come over one time and we ended up just having like a really just chill night or whatever. And we just put on color out of space and we watched it. And I was like, yo, like this is a really good movie. He's like, yep, this is a really good movie. I was like, all right, dude, well, I'll see you in like a couple weeks. And he was like, yep. But like after that, like I just did not see the two of them again for like quite a while. So that movie's always kind of like the last bastion of the before times for me. So I hold it dear. What about some movies that you would just absolutely shit on? Like, if you're new to the genre, don't fucking give this garbage your time. Uh, Leviathan. Leviathan. Care to go on? Bird people. Bird people. <laughs> yeah, that's all that needs to be said. This is kind of just a note in general, because I was going to ask any last words before we wrap this up, and these are my last words. I think that the big thing in the horror genre is a place where creativity is invited. And it's one thing to be paying homage to movies like Alien, Predator, The Thing, you know, like big classics. What I don't like so much is when things are bereft of ideas or originality and we're just gonna run this and hope someone watches it. I've seen countless clones essentially of Alien. We literally watched Lily Cat and we called that Animalian because, bro, <laughs> yeah. they literally just tried to do Alien. Yeah. With like dabs of the things. So that's the one thing I will say. And I will also say, enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Like horror, I know it's scary, but in kind of a weird way, sometimes horror like comforts me. Like when I've had like a shitty day, I watch like some aliens from beyond fuck some people up and I'm like, things are going to be better. I think that would be one of my big suggestions too, is just enjoy yourself. Like, yeah. 
you know, going into this podcast, I had seen some horror movies, but not like a ton. But it's horror isn't always scary, right? Yeah. You know, you've got the horror comedy. Yeah. You've got there's a lot of different types of horror, and sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, that wasn't scary. That was dumb. Sometimes it's just really tense. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's still a horror movie. But if you go into every horror movie wanting to be scared, I think you might be disappointed. That's true. But if yeah. you allow yourself to just enjoy the experience for whatever that movie is trying to portray. I mean, I remember watching, um, what was the two teenage werewolf girls? Ginger Snaps. Yes, Ginger Snaps. The first, what, 15, 20 minutes, I was like, this movie is stupid because it's like teen drama kind of thing. And then once I would like shifted my mindset and realized, okay, that's what this movie is. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of enjoyable. Not yeah. wonderful, but like, yeah. yeah, oh, I get it now. So I think just enjoy yourself, allow yourself to be open to whatever the, happens in the movie. You know. Fair enough. Nico, any, any last thoughts from you? The only thing that I want to add in here really quick is that the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre Trash. remake was just some of the worst <laughs> film it's so <laughs> fucking bad. It's it just I'm getting angry thinking about it. Hop Don't in your fucking Tesla and drive it. away real slow. <laughs> I hate that movie so fucking much. Well, if you've got something you want to tell us, some recommendations or disagreements is what we've said, hit us up. We're on social media and we're on Twitter and Instagram at DOTD Horror. We're also on Facebook. That's Don't Open That Door. Plus, you can check this and everything we've done on our website. Of course, that's dotdhorror.com. But till then, enjoy yourself a horror film. It's fucking October. It's Halloween month. Enjoy yourself. Take care of one another. And as always, dear listener, don't open that door. Bye. <laughs>